Super Talk Mississippi media production. Moondog Makers and Bakers Catering Services. Taking ordinary to extraordinary. Personal and home private nights to massive events. From wood-fired pizzas to full gras. Get your three-pack spice blend of Moondust, Mooncrust, and Moonrocks. Hashtag what is Moondog? Familiar food done differently. Celebrating the amazing people of coastal Mississippi and across this great state who are working hard to make this a great place to live, work, and play. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show. I am so thrilled to be here. This is the show that celebrates coastal Mississippi and so many incredible leaders and characters who make this a great place to live, work, and play. We're going to be visiting here in just a, a minute or so with my friend Hunter Dawkins from the Gazebo Gazette, who's a major league contributor to Super Talk Mississippi News. We'll come to him in just a second. I want to share a quote with you. I was uh, doing some morning reading, and I came across uh, the history book that I've mentioned before. It's a it's a, a section of, a, of an aggregator newsletter that I get called 1440. And it said that President Harry Truman was born in uh, in May of 1884. I mean, I goes you know I think when I think of Harry Truman, I think 40s, 50s, you know that that time frame. I don't think of a man who was born in 1884. <laughs> it's just pretty. It just it just caught my attention. Obviously, if you do the math, no big surprise there. Obviously, but still. Um, but there's, there's a quote that they shared from him that, uh, in fact, when I was doing the preparation for this, I was thinking about my my outdoor show that I do every Monday for the Super Talk Network, and um, I thought about you know going hunting or fishing. And uh, when I thought about this particular quote, but really it applies it re- applies to uh, to a lot of the people we come in contact with these days as it relates to social media or just in the course of doing you know doing our lives. But here's what Harry Truman said: A pessimist is one who makes difficulties of his opportunities, and an optimist is one who makes opportunities of his difficulties. I think that's pretty good. You know, an optimist is one who makes op opportunities of his difficulties. Um, that is that is so true. In fact, I was interested. I, I wanted to know, did, did Harry Truman spend a lot of time in the outdoors? And uh, you may remember when you see a picture of Harry Truman, you see the glasses and had very thick lenses on his glasses. Truth is, he actually had uh, eye issues as a as a child, and in my reading, what I discovered is that he once was, uh, you know, b- proudly shared that in his local library he had read every book there. So he, what he did is, you know, he wouldn't, he wasn't able to go out into the outdoors the way that normal kids were able to because of his eye issues. He didn't ever get into hunting, for example, like that. Although he went to hunting lodges, etc. But you know, he w- would enjoy taking pictures with other people who might. Have have had some success in their hunting adventures, but um, but he had really serious eye issues. And uh, later in his life, and you, you may, may may remember this, he loved to spend time in Key West. In fact, they had a the Southern White House in Key West. Went there many many times. And just loved it there. Look it up and see some of the pictures. There were postcards that they developed from that time. And I love Key West, incidentally. I can't spend enough time down there. Love Key West. But he spent time there. He once It was once written about him. I think it was in Time Magazine or something like that that said, 
he um, you know the locals wanted him to go the the, the chamber types wanted the, wanted the president to go fishing but he could take it or lose it but or excuse me take it or leave it but he he made the best of his experiences but he really loved the salt air and playing volleyball and spending time on the beach and uh, one of the stories they told he, he liked to go swimming and uh, when it you know there were there were cool days even uh, for Key West and even when it was cool days he would go swimming and the Secret Service hated it because they had to get in the water with him and stay in the water as long as he was in the water I thought that was kind of interesting hey by the way um, the termites are swarming all across coastal Mississippi. And uh, I had I got a my son sent me a video. I actually posted it at the Super Talk, uh, excuse me, at the Coast View site. The Coast actually it's not Coast View anymore. It's the Ricky Matthews site. I have to get that in my head. But at the Ricky Matthews Facebook page, uh, it's a picture that he took uh, near near. It was on Pops Ferry Road near the Pops Ferry Road Bridge. You should go take a look at it. Boy, is it an amazing! It's a nighttime photo of incredible incredible number of swarming termites. So, you know, one way to sort of limit the number of them that's going to sort of climb into your house is keep keep your lights off and keep your draperies shut at night. You can go do some research on that, but everyone's dealing with that right now. And I, I for one, don't like when, when uh, the termites get inside my house during these swarming moments. But they are out. You should, uh, should be aware of that. Okay, so let's shift gears now and move over to my friend Hunter Dawkins who owns and is the uh, editor and publisher of the Gazebo Gazette and, and Past Christian. They cover events for all across coastal Mississippi, but especially places like Bay St. Louis and Past Christian and Long Beach. He's also a major contributor on a number of different dimensions to Super Talk Mississippi News, and he's a good friend. How you doing, Hunter? Ricky, I'm doing well, and I thank you again for the honor and privilege to be on your show. And also now, it's the new name. This is the first time I've been on your show where it has uh, a little bit of different music, a little bit of different uh, atmosphere. And, you know, uh, I know it's not really different, but, you know, I mean, to me, it's uh, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. Well, thank you. You know, we, we've, uh, we've got a lot of good feedback from it. Uh, when we initially uh, posted about it, I checked the numbers on on social media, and nearly 4,000 people engaged with the post about the change of the name, which I thought was incredible. And of course, we don't boost those. We don't boost social media. It's just organic. Sure. But what that tells me is that a lot of people are engaged, and yeah, it's course. cool. It's cool to have a show that is touching people in a positive way. I mean, again, we're going to get on issues from time to time, but we don't, as a general rule, do that. But when we do, you know, my 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 world as a publisher really helped inform me how to do that and how to do my homework regarding that. Um, but it's been, you know, I think the, we've we've made the uh, the marketing side of this a little bit simpler. Um, so, you know, in that regard, I think Coast View served us well for a long time, but uh, people have responded positively to the change of the name. So, th- thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, and and it's definitely something that a lot of people are following. I know you like to stay engaged, regardless. Uh, that's that's something that uh, is part of who you are. It's part of the the atmosphere you developed and the legacy you developed in the the coast life. So. Yeah, you know, I appreciate that, man. It's been a lot of it's been a great opportunity for me to stay engaged. I can tell you that, and uh, I can't think of a funner gig to have 
uh, in retirement than to have a show like Coastview. And the other thing is to be independent, which I write a lot about that. I write a lot about how cool it is to be independent. But look, here's the thing. Even though in my former life, whether it was with McClatchy or Knight Ritter or Advanced Condé Nast, I've said this many times that the, the boards that I reported to supported me like you cannot imagine. So I had complete editorial responsibility. In other words, if I had an editorial or an issue I wanted to latch on, I didn't have to ever ask for permission. And and here's the other thing. I never had anybody come down on me because of the heat. Not one time. They let me have total responsibility for that. And uh, and if it if it if it impacted us in any way in any way negatively, uh, they were supportive, and uh, and that's the same way it is for me now with Super Talk Mississippi Media. Uh, Kim Dillon, the president of this company, and Steve Davenport, who owns Super Talk Mississippi Media, uh, unbelievably supportive. And, They're great and, people. I got yeah. a chance to meet both of them last week. They're great people. Both of them are one hundred percent in favor of uh, of bringing this coast life to to view. So. Yeah, it is. It is great. You know, think about it for a minute. Steve, Steve, through an intermediary, discovered who I was. He didn't know me. And we were introduced. And you and I have talked about this before. But yeah. what's interesting about Steve now that you've had the opportunity to meet him and Kim is that he had a vision. He has a vision for Super Talk Mississippi yeah. Media, which is the more local they are. You already know this as a Gazebo's Gazette yeah. publisher, but the more local they are, the more the more thought leaders they have in the conversation, the more success they're going to have. In a time when radio is all consolidating nationally, he's doing literally the opposite. And yeah. for him to have the vision to hang in there with me for four to five months while I thought about whether I really wanted to do sure. this or not, it shows a lot of vision, doesn't it? But I think what he told you, and I remember you saying this, he told you, I knew you were going to do it. He just wanted to make sure that, you know, everything was okay and all that. And Kim, I had a great conversation with her. It was, a, a, she is just like what you said. Everything's local. She wants to make sure everything that you and I and their other reporters get out is, it's local. And yeah. the people that contribute too. So. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. What what's this means for you is, first of all, Super Talk, Super Talk Mississippi Media has these thought leaders from across the state that are contributing, a bunch of them from the coast, which I'm so excited about. Hunter is one of them. But Hunter is more than that. He's contributing you know, professional sports coverage and college and high school coverage, just a lots of stuff. There's some economies of scale between what he's doing with the Gazebo Gazette and what he's doing for Super Talk Mississippi Media. He's able to write opinion pieces. It's really exciting. And then, and then you know, I don't know if it's even been you know decided yet but i but 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 steve mentioned to me last week that they've been in conversations with you potentially about doing some play-by-play for for super talk which would that be terrific is, that is a hundred percent accurate ricky um both kim steve and the sales team have all spoken with me we had a very long conversation uh it was about 10 days ago where we sat in a room and uh, me and a uh, a friend of mine that is a, a radio guy, we all talked about, okay, well, where do we want to go? What do we want to do? What team do we want to be focused on? And we've made some good decisions, and we've uh, once we get the uh, the contact from the school districts and they approve, 
we're going to go forward with it. That's awesome. That's that's really good. Hey, we're visiting with Hunter Dawkins. When we come back, we'll uh, we'll look into some of the stories that he's been covering recently. We'll see you after this. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of The Ricky Matthews Show on your laptop, desktop, or your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. His passion and love for coastal Mississippi is why he's here. This is The Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I have my friend Hunter Dawkins from the Gazebo Gazette. He was a regular here on the show and a major contributor to Super Talk Mississippi News. Hey, Hunter, you heard that that uh, Harry Truman uh, quote that I shared at the beginning. I heard that good music that you had on there, too. Oh, that great music for sure. <laughs> Kyle's doing good, man. Kyle's doing really good. I like the, the kind of the blues feel to sure. a lot of the music we have here. I think it fits perfectly to Mississippi. But anyway, Harry Truman said, a pessimist is the one who makes difficulties of his opportunities and an, and an optimist is one who makes opportunities of his difficulties. You know, in the media world, we get to see both kinds of people, don't we? Of course. And, you know, unfortunately, and you know this very well, Ricky, that the we have gone the pessimistic route overall in the media, not necessarily me, but from uh, from the general media perspective, they've gone the the ha- the glass half empty instead of you know looking for the positives, not necessarily the positives on all format because I know there's in this world there's a lot of interesting times going on, but uh, you know trying to pull things out in the, the positive way is, is something that, that I have to agree with Truman on. You know, I th- you, you said that. I think you said that well. Um, one of the one of the problems that I see in media, and this is true, whether you're talking about the national stage or whether you're talking about statewide or even local, is that too often, especially now. In fact, I've, I've been writing a little bit about this and may eventually write a column about it. But what we're seeing is that. There's a move more toward nonprofit news operations. Uh, an example in Mississippi of a nonprofit news organization is Mississippi Today. Yeah. If you there are there are nonprofit news organizations, and what's happening? This is a trend across America: is that you're seeing people who have a political agenda who are providing the money for those operations. Sure. And you know and. Unfortunately, you can't always understand. If you look at the 990, is a form that a nonprofit news organization has to file yeah. uh, for for uh, the federal government. And if you go look at their 990s, you don't always see. You see who their contributors are, but you don't see how much money is coming from each contributor. Sure. And if you were to let's say, for example, you were to look at Mississippi Today and say, okay, where is the majority of their funding coming from? Okay, I want to know from from the moment they started through today, what, where has their funding come from? And I want to see the top contributors in order of top to the least least and contributor. Their policy approaches. That's that's a lot of what you're talking about. They have a certain direction towards policies. Yeah, Ricky, you know the reporters from Mississippi Today. Some of them worked for you. They're yeah. great reporters. Yeah, they have a, a, a ton of. But there's a lot of policy positions and things in court, sort of a formulation of, okay, well, we want, you know, we're going to report it this way and this happened this way, yada, yada, yada. And it's it's not necessarily <laughs> fair and balanced, but it's not necessarily a, a – it's very 
you yeah. I think I think what I, I think what happens is I think what happens is you have a scenario where if you have some bias in direction, it may not necessarily be bias in the reporting itself, but it may sure. be bias in in the direction of the reporting where sure, they choose sure. to cover stories and where they choose not to cover stories, right? Sure. Okay. So what you have there is you have what ends up happening. You have a situation where people they're not exactly sure what to trust, okay? Because if there is a political agenda or some other policy agenda, like you just you just pointed out, yeah. that's driving their coverage objectives, then it causes people to wonder, you know, and, and I, I see that a lot actually, to be quite honest and with you. And to be fair to Mississippi today, they are not they there are print newspapers that do the same thing because let's just for instance say, you know, this paper has a um, a direction with Hines County, you know the uh, the Board of Supervisors that they give them legal notices and public notices and such, but they're not going to report on the fact that oh the water is going way downhill because that would tackle their you know interest in in legals and and public with with the Hines County Board of Supervisors, even though they may not have the complete direction on that, if you see what I'm saying. No, I think you're I think you're right. I mean, just whether you have a single owner of a newspaper, whether you have um, you know, advertisers that have specific needs and you you have to be sensitive to that when you're doing reporting. You know, there's 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 bias everywhere. But, but let me say this though, Hunter, as it relates to nonprofit news organizations, they don't for a general as a general rule, they don't have advertising. You know, sure. some may try I to agree. do advertising, but the, a, a lot of their funding doesn't come from that. That's a small. If they get any, it's a very very small number. In, in the campaigns, I think they get some of that. Uh, some yeah. some campaign, but anyway, go ahead. Sorry. But yeah, so if you have a, a nonprofit news organization, let's say your primary funder is giving you a million dollars a year <laughs> yeah. and that primary funder is an active either active republican or an active democrat sure. you're beholden to sort of one major deal okay sure. whereas the, the example that you gave say there's some there's some uh, some proceeds that come in as a result of running legals for a county in yeah. the scheme of all of your revenue it's still a relatively small piece relative to everything else I so agree. you're yeah, so 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 nonprofit news organizations really do have a responsibility if they have, uh, say, three or four of their funders are their main funders and have been their main funders from the very beginning. Don't make it look like you've got thirty when you you may have thirty, but when really three are paying the bill. Who are those three, and yeah. what are their agendas? That's what that's what the public deserves to know, of right? Course, of course, yeah, and. Just like you said about Mississippi, that they have an investigative team that they put together, and uh, you know, Lordy knows who who is behind the money for that investigative team. Because if they did not have such and such supporting them, there's no yeah. way that, that would be happening. So, yeah. So that's that's so I, not to just pick on them. Just the point being that nonprofit sure. news organizations, sure. along with Fox and CNN and MSNBC. Oh, speaking of NBC, I should point out. That Mississippi Today, uh, the founding, if you go look at the founding um, president or chairman, whatever you want to refer to him, is Andy Lack. And Andy Lack came from NBC. Andy Andy Lack uh, had a long history at NBC of attacking 
uh, conservatives. Uh, you know, the Rachel Maddow show, you know, the morning yeah. Joe and where the morning Joe is and many other programs like that. Sure. Uh, he created MSNBC. So, you know, for people who know that, you know, that uh, he actually ended up leave having to leave. Actually, he was sort of ousted at NBC because of uh, because of his efforts to try to stop certain news stories from happening. Yeah. Um, I could go into more depth about it, but you just go do a search on Andy Lack. Yeah. That's the founding guy of Mississippi yeah. today. So to what extent has he still just practicing what he did at NBC at Mississippi Today? And that is attacking Republicans. That's and, sort of their goal. And, and several print newspapers have, have used their uh, their reports, not necessarily saying it's because of the, those level of thinking, but they well, use see, no, here, reports, here's yeah. Let me explain that to you, because this is a sure. really, really important point that you bring up. Sure. The point is this. At a time when newspapers across the state of Mississippi are losing reporting resources, they covet the content that Mississippi Today provides to them for free. So yep. they have masterfully used newspapers as a way of distributing their news. I get it. It's a it's a it's a brilliant it's a brilliant strategy. The problem with that is that newspapers who who sort of proclaim that they're unbiased, Sun Herald included, yeah, that are unbiased. To what extent are they aware of where their funding is coming from? And does yeah. is, is there sort of a political agenda behind it? And, and you know, you're presenting it as unbiased news, but is it really? And my question to that, is that legal? Is there some legality to which direction that's headed to now that you mentioned that to me? I don't know. Listen, my thought is that there's no issues of legality. The legality yeah. would only uh, weigh in to the extent that they – that they have to still follow the rules, well, they have to follow the legal requirements. Up, you yeah, know what I mean? So, so I think it's more of an ethical them. concern. You know, the newspapers are supposed to be beyond reproach, and yeah. if they are taking in this news and presenting this news, and if maybe some of the news is driven by a political agenda, uh, I don't think that Mississippians are getting a fair shake in that regard. I, I think it's being presented as objective, and it may not necessarily always be objective. I know this is stinging criticism of Mississippi today, but it is really the truth, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I've done my research. I, I've, I've studied their 990 forms. I, I know who the major contributors are, and I don't think that they fully disclose that. I certainly agree with you on that. It's It's more or less for me, you know, I haven't looked at it as in-depth as you have, but I definitely see that from outside the realm, and especially now that they're, uh, they're a part to a lot of uh, different uh, associations, which is, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, least, yeah. So. yeah. so anyway, not, I didn't mean to get too deep into that. But hey, when we come back on the other side with Hunter Dawkins, we're going to continue a conversation about some of the news stories that he's covering. We've had a rash of violent crime here along the coast of Mississippi. My goodness, man, we, we're in a culture of violence, and we've got to we've got to start to think about what we're going to do about it. I, I'm curious about what Hunter's thoughts are. We'll see you after this break. Subscribe for free to the Ricky Matthews Show podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
reminding you why we all love living in coastal Mississippi. It's the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to my show, and I have my friend Hunter Dawkins with us, and I I enjoyed that conversation we just had because, you know, media today is all over the board, and, you know, newspapers used to have more resources than all other local media combined, and now they don't, and... Uh, everyone uh, is now a reporter because they have an iPhone in their hand and they can take a picture and post it and it can go viral. And, you know, who who knows? Like, I, for example, I posted a video last night of, uh, of my farmer friend and his family going down the Yazoo River being attacked by Asian carp. <laughs> Asian <laughs> carp. And I, I looked at it. In fact, I'll, I'll, I'll look at it now while, while we're on, on this today. But it's a hilarious video of these Asian car, carp just, just pouring into the boat. And the kids were screaming and, and all of that. You know, so, Tay Reeves might try to use that for his campaign about the <laughs> But look, I posted it last night. It's got, it's been Viewed fifty six hundred times. Wow, fifty six shares, and then I'm looking now seven. Oh look, seven 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 four seven seven thousand seven hundred seventy seven people have interacted with it. The perfect and it, biblical it, number. So. Well, what, what I'm, what's interesting is we're not boosting the show, but the point is because you know if you got something people are interested in on social media, it will travel like wildfire. You know, well, if Facebook will let it. That's part of the problem is that Facebook often won't let it take off you know you need all those numbers with the casino that's for sure they want you to they want you to pay for it (laughs) hey listen hunter uh i'm thrilled to see you writing for super talk mississippi news we've talked about this before but um what a great way to bring attention to the gazebo gazette and your work here in coastal mississippi um you know one of the one of the stories i've talked about a number of times with rob siegler who wrote a column about about violence I uh, had a, a terrific conversation recently with Paige Roberts from the Jackson County Chamber and uh, and, she and others. Health, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know that gun violence, whether it's about shooting someone else or turning the gun on yourself. Sadly, um, but there is a culture of, of violence. You know, you look at look at the shooting recently in Ocean Springs. You had someone in in, in, in Pascrachan engaged in the shooting in Hancock County. You have the 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 spring break shooting that occurred. Man, we we've yeah. got some problems, don't we? Yeah, the, the pregnant girl in Gulfport that was just you know it was it's it's astonishing, Ricky. And as you and I have spoken about. There has to be something. It's not just a law enforcement deal. It's not just a a mental health. It's not a school district deal. It's a community factor. I think there needs to be some advocates in the community. There needs to be parents. There needs to be some type of uh, conglomeration of people together to really to find out what's the solution to this. Because it's it's not a gun issue. It's not a a law enforcement issue. It's not a school district issue. It's it's something in the middle of that. The, the kids, there's something wrong with what's going on because uh, either it's social media, and I know you're not going to be able to eliminate social media, but being able to put that into a into terms to where kids don't necessarily feel threatened. I mean, I'll give you a perfect example of of someone that I'm close with, you know, got to, uh, the other day, uh, their, their child 
was in a issue uh, in the school system where some kids got up and, and, you know, they were very friendly, a group of kids very friendly to this one child. And then they asked him, hey, if he would say these derogatory terms and they, you know, shooting them on a camera, on phone camera, and then posting that to social media. It's like, where is, where is the center of how can we tell kids that this is not necessarily the approach to take because this leads to more concern with mental issues and, you know, potential school shootings, potential, you know, violence, gun violence out there, if you see what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a, <clears throat> we've talked about a lot here. It's complicated in the respect that has to do with, in fact, I saw a video this morning that said that if you don't teach a kid to, if you don't teach a kid the value of saying no, yep. by the time they're five, you, you may lose them. And, and we're yep. talking about the role that parents have in teaching kids uh, that they need to they need to understand no means no, and he says uh, it, one of the things this guy said on this on this video he said that that your your employer is not going to go. Uh, I'm going to count to three. One, two, three. Before they fire you, they're not going to yeah. count. So we exactly. we're not doing a good job of teaching kids the value. No, but then you start thinking about that. Too many kids are being raised in a, in, a, in, a, in an environment where either both parents are working, or maybe one of the parents are no longer there, or maybe neither parent are there, and they're being raised by grandparents. Yeah. But but you know where do where do kids learn the value of no? So if they're not getting the value of no from directly from their parents, then who are they learning that from? Maybe they're not learning that at all. Maybe they're learning from their peers. And then who are those peers? And who ends up being the one who influences their thinking the most? And then you add in social media and violent, you know, uh, uh, games that they play. Man, it's it's well, super complicated. Ricky, is as I may have told you in the past, I started off teaching after I got out of college, after graduate school in D.C. I came back home, and I began teaching in an urban environment right outside of New Orleans. And it's, it's so different from the management level of kids because these kids have so many problems at home, and that's where, that's where violent acts like this start. And from kids, you know, going into school, either being pregnant, being uh, getting involved in gangs, getting involved in, you know, violent activities. Yeah, yeah. It's a listen. I hope to have Mitch Landrew, the former mayor of New Orleans, on my show soon. I'm going to reach out to him and, and chat with him about it. But he did a lot of. I, I've often talked about conversations that I had with Mitch while I was there. It's a generational problem. It's a generational challenge. And again, not to. I don't want to go into this because the listener is going to get tired of hearing this. But he often said of the young people that were engaged in violent gang related activity is that they were younger. They had deadly weapons, and they were just trying to survive. They didn't expect to live through today, and their actions were based on that. So when you have a kid that doesn't expect to be alive tomorrow, and he's holding a gun in his hand, he's getting pressure from somebody else, they'll just do things that don't matter, don't don't really respect human life, and we're seeing that. And so what do you do about it? The, the tactical thing, the tactical, which is short term, is that police presence is really important, but there's a strategic goal, which is what is the long-term solution? And it's multifaceted. It involves schools and churches and communities and you know the healthcare community and mentors and nonprofit groups and governmental groups 
groups. I mean, it's we got to all be in this together. But I don't know who that leader is. Who who is emerging on this on the national stage that's going to just having this conversation? We're not even really having the conversation. In my opinion, it all has to start. It's not necessarily the one group of people, but it always has to start off with parents. Yeah. Parents have to get, or if not the parents, the grandparents. They have to get involved in their kids' lives, and then it kind of matriculates from that point. So. Yeah, it's a it's a tough one, but we do need we do need leadership on this, and we're just not talking about it enough. We have a tendency to cover the mass shootings like, oh my God, the world's coming to an end, which it is. I mean, mass shootings terrible, but we're not covering. That uh, that way more people are dying in the inner cities of major major sure. cities every single weekend, <laughs> and we're just not focused on it. And I don't know how we get focused on it. It's a real problem, and you know, and, it, and it's starting to drift into coastal Mississippi, and it's and it's and it's part of so many of our conversations now. Sadly, it is, but. But we're not going to turn away from it. We're going to continue to have conversations about it. I thought Rob Siegler did a really terrific job recently in a column that he wrote for Super Talk Mississippi News, and um, and you know others are thinking about it, and talking about it. I think the, the the conversation I had with with uh, Mayor Fofo Gillich after the spring break, and and I thought one of the best. Uh, city council meetings I've ever witnessed was the city council meeting that occurred the Tuesday after the after the spring break shootings, where the mayor was incredibly focused and ready and prepared for that meeting. You had every city councilman had a point of view about this. You had the police chief that had already been on the t- phone with many people across the nation, including the police chief from Miami. And then you had the community engaged. And um, when you have a situation like that, that's democracy. That's the way it's supposed to work. And then they need to put some really, really very strong um, procedures and rules in place for the future spring break activity, much as Alabama has done, much as Florida has done, to to curve the fact that we're not going to put up with violence. We're just not going to put up with it. And um, that's the kind of things you got to do, man. You, it's it's going to take all of us working together, and we, we will continue to talk about it, I think, for the foreseeable future, unfortunately, sadly. Um, that's just the way it is. So how's it going with you? Okay, I tell you what, we're coming. We're, we're going to come back on the last segment here with Hunter, Hunter Dawkins and just see, you know, how is it going at the Gazebo Gazette these days? That's what I was about to ask, but we'll, we'll cover that on the other side. We'll see you after this break. Also, listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. 
This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to my show. Appreciate you being here on 103.1, or maybe you're watching on YouTube or Facebook or your favorite podcast. Anyway, thank you for listening. We're visiting with my friend Hunter Dawkins, who owns and he is the CEO and publisher and editor. He's the jack of all trades, actually, for most people in the small newspaper business are at the Gazebo Gazette. That I guess Pascal Chan is there where they put their anchor down, but they'll cover beyond that from time to time. Hunter, how's it going? How's it going with your association so far with Super Talk Mississippi Media? Well, that's that's Ricky. Is as I would tell you, that's the the phenomenal part is that they've allowed me to be able to go outside the box and just talk about a little bit, you know, number of issues all the way across the board. And, uh, and I'm greatly uh, appreciative of, of Steve and Kim and uh, JT all really kind of letting me get involved in that, that activity. And uh, I've had more, uh, more opportunities to be on the radio, you know, uh, with not only with yourself, unfortunately, you know, I mean, uh, I, I like being on your show, but of course, uh, a lot of, since I've been able to cover a lot of the professional and college sports, there's been uh, some great activity with that. But I still have to show up to my board meetings every Tuesday night, uh, well, every other Tuesday night, and uh, I try to watch the supervisors on the, their YouTube channel every now and then, because uh, I can uh, go to Gulfport every every now and then, but uh, Biloxi, it's, it's a hike, and so, you know, especially yeah. that time. Yeah. But but everything else has been has been good, and uh it's it's almost budget season. It's coming up on uh, school districts have budgets pretty much coming, but they they're waiting for the uh, the city budget to come out because that they decide the mills, and that's kind of uh, it's kind of up in there with with which each city is going to have their budget issues come up with. Well, you you got a you got a lot to say, Grace. Over, I, I I can I can tell you that that is for sure. Um, but I've enjoyed reading. I've enjoyed sort of you know paying attention. So you know if you think about what's happening, let's look let's look in the coverage area specifically for the Gazebo Gazette. Um, what what's uh, what what are people talking about? Well, is this last weekend? It was a lot of big issues about the lack of shrimp. You know. Uh, the DMR posted the closing of the shrimp season west of the Gulfport Channel, all the way through the Mississippi Sound, and uh, there was uh, there were some raised concerns about that. Uh, there have been a number of fishermen and uh, shrimpers that came out to me and said, "What what's going on?" I said, "Hey, you know, I got it out there. You just got to contact DMR, and uh, you know, I'm not necessarily sure they're they're." You know, I kind of understand because there's not enough brown shrimp to compete with white shrimp and all the little specifics. But uh, that was that was a big issue, especially this last weekend with Blessing the Fleet, uh, because, you know, historically, Ricky, with Blessing the Fleet is the opening of the shrimp season. But, you know, it's uh, that's sort of closed. But uh, everything else is uh, schools closing, you know, about getting ready to have graduation the next week or so. And uh you know, everybody's excited about that, and that's uh, all. A lot of the uh, colleges are, you know, getting, I've already had graduation, or they're closing up sports seasons here coming up. But uh, everything's kind of coming to a close for the school year, at least. So. Well, Hunter, people who are who are watching on Facebook or YouTube, they can see this or on Super Talk TV. Um, but the radio audience can. Where where Hunter's sitting behind him are 
ungodly amount of awards. <laughs> but um, you've been well recognized, man. I mean, well, you got to you got to get in the trenches and do your deal to to win that number of awards. I, I mean, congratulations. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, that's uh, as I've told you before, Ricky. It's uh, you know, I only. Uh, I'm sure I'm only halfway to where to where you're at, but uh, no, it's uh, you know a lot of the the plaques with the first place plaques, especially in the community service in the top, with the uh, the NNA award that I won, National Newspaper Association award I won. Um, you know, I've had a number numerous people asking, "Well, hey, that's very honorable." I said, "Yeah, that also those are awards that means I work pretty damn hard." <laughs> so, you know, I mean, uh, that's, as you know, especially with the Pulitzer, Ricky, that you had to put in as many hours, as much time, period. And uh, it's rewarding after the fact, but it's uh, it's definitely a, uh, it's an interesting time. And it's, it's you kind of find out if that's what you really want to do. And uh, it's obviously helped me a lot, so. Yeah, I'm. I, I've been pl- privileged to work with with award-winning teams, Pulitzer Prize-winning teams. Um, my team in Louisiana on a partnership I put together with uh, Channel Eight in New Orleans. We won as a result of that effort two Edward R. Murrow awards and very, a Peabody award. Very important awards. Yeah, yeah. and um, if it's very unusual for a newspaper to be, you know, to win what are traditional broadcast media awards. Yeah. And for the Peabody award, we actually went to New York City and wow. accepted the award there and had, you know, wide range. Peabody is a big deal across the, the spectrum in TV and just uh, great. But but again, being, being associated with incredible teams, I mean, some of the best writers Many of them have joined me here on this show from time to time. Some of the best writers and journalists in the United States. I've had the, the real pleasure to work with, and uh, and you're doing you're doing your gig well. I can tell. Hey, listen, we're out of time for today, but listen, Hunter, thank you for joining me, my friend. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. I'd love to be on as, as much as possible, but I, you know, uh, I know you got the other more interesting people, and you got to have. No, man, you are are very interesting and important to talk to. Anyway, this has been Hunter Dawkins from the Gazebo Gazette. Have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.